Welcome to Channet Down Radio. ChannetDownRadio.com is the website. Today's episode is 156, 2020 to 2021, Foundations of Truth and Moving Forward. This is a great episode for beginners who have been caught up in the major COVID-19 situation since last March and need a foundation in order to move forward in the truth and see a better world on the other side. Chant It Down Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Chant It Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole, cause what you see is real life. You're watching this world unfold, the truth beneath the lies. Rekindling what's been stole, the need to free one's mind. Uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's shut it down so we can know. It's simple, we just break it down a little bit so we can process all. Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode. And it's beneficial, we can get this kind of road and get the future. Generators want to stop the whole thing But the message in this city we can start a post Taking in the simulator and getting lots of numbers Waking up the population to try to stop hypnosis Welcome to Channel Down Radio where we deprogram from the deep program And be a free nomad with a deep romance in a free homeland Where the people who advance let me see a show of hands to defeat the whole plan and make the evil one scram Welcome to Chenet Down Radio. You found yourself here, so maybe you're meant to be here. This is episode 156, and this is everything you need to know in 2021 going forward. And this is Wider Awakenings, a mini-series of shows in which I give it to you real simple. It is my seminar series. It's for the beginners, and it's kind of like me doing a show in front of an audience. Who knows? Maybe I'll take it some of this to the stage one day we'll see we need to start this year off right with the knowledge to move forward so today I'm going to be breaking down stuff I already have broken down but this is for the people that really don't know and you're gonna wanna share it with them and this is for any newcomers welcome today's 10 points will help you move forward in this whole situation concerning COVID-19 and what we've been in since last March uh, I'm going to give you 10 points that will help you move forward. Number one, the media. Number two, the numbers. Number three, the tests. Number four, the lockdowns. Number five, the contradictories. Number six, the vaccine. Number seven, big pharma. Number eight, innovation and science. Number nine, censorship. Number 10, the schemers. And yes, I talked in length about the virus last year. But this talk is an important compilation of it all. So even if you've heard me say some of this stuff, you would have not heard me say all of it just because I am a, um, you know, I'm, I'm just working on, uh, you know, getting it more compacted and defined so, you know, people can carry this through to uh, talk to everybody else, you know. I, I need to go where the masses are, and if, if you're a regular listener, then you're only going to benefit from how the information is laid out, so you can, in turn, use it to help others. And I don't care if you're awake to the scheme of what's going on or a newbie to this information, ask yourself this, do you like this current situation on planet Earth? I would question your sanity if you said yes. So 
you want things to go back to normal. And I think it's important to question normal, but that's another talk, you know, and, and we've gone there on this show. But I think most people agree that this is the worst time they've been through in their lives and maybe in one of the worst times in history. All the joy has been sucked from our normal world. Nothing is fun anymore. I mean, I even miss the Islamic terrorist threats. I mean, where'd you go, ISIS? Al-Qaeda? I mean, suddenly that doesn't exist. Weird, huh? I mean, it's gone. Just gone. And that was even better, though, uh, than this. So, I know, it's crazy. But So, last year, you were told that a deadly virus went ballistic and it was going to sweep away mankind. So, I want to take this episode as a simple breakdown for people to push out that last bit of sanity on the situation we're in right now. This is for all those people out there that just don't really understand what's going on, but hopefully will turn because of seeing this picture. And it should be obvious enough to see that the lockdowns and shutting businesses is not working. We are basically a year into this, and it and it shows no signs of stopping that Two weeks to flatten the curb is a distant memory way back in space for these people now. And so where do we look first? Let's start with point number one, the media. I cannot stress the importance of understanding that the media is completely controlled. I mean, without them, we would not be in this predicament. Without belief in them, we would be free of this, period. Maybe it sounds crazy, but it's true. They are paid to lie. That's all that they do. They are paid to paint a reality is that is not really there. I mean, yes, they tell truth mixed with lies, but ultimately it's for your demise. Media is just government propaganda. They are the mouthpiece for the governments of any nation. And just like uh, Mao Zedong used children on the media to repeat Chinese communist mantras, uh, just like Hitler used Joseph Goebbels as the minister of propaganda to convince the Germans to hate the Jewish, they are used the same for all the governments in the Western world, everywhere. There is no free press anymore. And it's all private companies that are funded by banking elite families, intelligence agencies, and roundtable groups, and things as you go higher up. And if you're in America, you are being told what reality is by five big companies that own every single bit of info that comes through your, through your way through, whether it's internet, TV, newspapers, magazines, five companies that own this information. What do you think is more responsible for the mess of 2020? The virus or the mainstream media? Even if you know people that were sick with COVID-19, who reinforced the idea of an actual pandemic? If you can't wrap your head around the media being controlled, well, I got some homework for you. First of all, look up Project Mockingbird. You know, these are real things. These aren't conspiracy theories. They're facts, and they are conspiracies. But And if, and if you even think for a minute that it's over and done with, you know, Project Mockingbird back in the day, no way. I mean, it just continued on. Uh, William Casey, CIA director from 1981 to 87, this is what he said about, about this. He said, We will know our disinformation program is complete when everything that the American public believes is false. So, basically today, 
we are everything the American public believes, and I would say the greater Western world believes, is false. And we are on that track. You can tell now. Once I've been looking at this for this picture for 21 years now. And so I can tell you that this is going on. Uh-huh, definitely. You know, and go ahead and do some more research, please. Study the Tavistock Institute. Study the Frankfurt School in Germany. Study Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda. See if you can't um, put it all together, that all this has been happening for, you know, a long time. And it, and it continues to happen. So, um, yeah, we, we have gone from just in my lifetime... From 1983, there were 50 companies that owned the mainstream media, to now five. And they are all in bed with the United Nations, billionaires, aristocratic banking families, big pharma, and the military-industrial complex. I have a whole series on media mind control. I have 13 episodes in that series, and that's not even close to enough coverage and evidence. And if you don't think that the media is this corrupt, I can't even help you. Go ahead, put your head in the sand, whatever. But you realize most of the resistance you are getting is denial. Just look, just like, you know, people in some areas don't have good access to food and water, many don't have access to good information. So you have to stop going to these sources for information or you'll forever be in illusion. And the media is totally responsible for last year's mass hysteria of putting people into panic and fear over a disease. All right. Point number two, the numbers. So this disease, this virus, actually, if you go to CDC website and you actually do some research and digging, it's not going to be like, you know, top headline. You have to read whole articles, you know, but the virus has a 99% survival rate. And if you read enough CDC documents, they will tell you that, you know, high numbers have died. But when you actually get down to the, you know, more into the article, you can actually get to people who have died from COVID only. And it's, Six percent. Six percent. Everyone else is dead from two or more underlying conditions. And that's it. So nearly all deaths that were labeled were labeled as COVID last year. And, you know, doctors get incentives for labeling death certificates with COVID. I've gone over that on this show and I won't get into this now. But also every diseased person that tested positive was written down as a COVID victim. So, for example, if someone with end-stage cancer or emphysema contracts pneumonia, it, it used to still be written on the death certificate as cancer or emphysema. Now it's COVID-19. So you see what happened there. And, and what do you hear on the news? You hear cases, cases here, cases here. How many deaths do you actually hear? And you've got to pay attention to that. And another thing to pay attention to is how many have Recovered. Shouldn't that be good news? Shouldn't they be putting out that, that recovered people have, have uh, you know, um, survived? So many people have survived. And of those cases, only around 10% were severely ill. The media never differentiated the difference between infection and infectious disease. Something miss, missing in, in most of the past requirements in the medical industry. 
And if this was a real pandemic, you wouldn't need to fudge numbers. You wouldn't need to do all this extra stuff here. You would be uh, just fine, you know, having uh, it speak for itself. And changing the definition of what a pandemic is, as the WHO did in 2010. And what happened to the flu? Where is those death numbers? Wouldn't we have twice as many dead? You know, there would be bodies everywhere. And we have over 6,000 homeless. I live in Honolulu, Hawaii. We have over 6,000 homeless on this island. How, how come there's, there's even more now? And shouldn't they have been annihilated by this deadly disease? I mean, they're the most unsanitary people in our culture. Wouldn't they be the first to go? So, you know, if this was really that bad, then we would have less and less homeless. Check out any of the West Coast cities. All of them are crowded with homeless everywhere you go. They should all be dead, you know? They're not because they have immune systems that fought it off or just it really wasn't that bad to begin with. Take Italy, for example. 96% of COVID deaths in hospitals were suffering from pre-existing conditions. The average person who died was over 80 years old. Every third person had a heart condition. So we were, you know, fear-mongered about that, again, from the media. You didn't hear about these things. And, and false positives were counted into cases, too. I mean, this whole asymptomatic person actually came from a story in which a Chinese woman visited an automotive supplier staff member during a visit to Bavaria, Germany, and got people sick. So then everyone thinks it's this invisible killer, and then you know, you know, anybody can have it and pass it on, but not be sick. When the second story surfaced, she admitted to being on fever reducer because she was sick herself. That's really how it works. And then ventilators. Ventilators killed many people. Many people did not need ventilators, but they were given them, and they, um, you know, were poorly managed, and a lot of people died from that too. And the projections were way off. Uh, from the very beginning, Neil Ferguson at Imperial College in London projected that if nothing is done, 500,000 would die in the UK and 2 million in the US by like summer, right? And we're not even close to that today in January of 2021. And especially straight COVID deaths, when you really look at the actual deaths from COVID versus having water two or more underlying conditions, you know? And whoever whoever compares COVID-19 with the Spanish flu is either trying to spread fear, such as the media, or doesn't know what he's talking about. This is a different day and age. Antibiotics were not even around then, and, you know, to treat the uh, secondary bacterial infections and everything. And we don't share the same bathwater. This is 2021. You know, we are, we are more sanitary than ever. We all take warm showers. We clean ourselves quite a bit. And especially now, everybody in their damn hand sanitizer. The numbers don't really add up. And politicians wonder why conspiracy theories are popping up everywhere. Well, because it doesn't all add up. And you'll see why as I go over other things. So point number three. Point number three is the tests. PCR tests. Well, PCR tests are not for the use of diagnosis of viruses. Who said that? Not me, but the inventor of the test, Kerry Mullis. Yeah, he died in 2019. It is a test that produces false positives because it amplifies genetic material too many times. 
I think, yeah, it's it's only 35 amplification cycles. You can go before it amplifies too much, and most of the testing goes goes over most go over 40 cycles or or more, some even 50. So it can pick up just about anything. And if you test 35 cycles or under, your chances of being truly positive is less than 3%. So, in fact, pay attention to this. As they may lower the cycles, then start saying, hey, it's going, it's going good. It must be the vaccine. You know, because, yeah, they are, um, well, currently the WHO, the WHO, is talking about lowering these cycles and actually admitting that it's flawed. And they need to be reconsidering this whole thing and be responsible and admit to the public that these numbers are all flawed. So everything that we based last year on is completely flawed. All right? And so there you go. And that's why they found COVID in papayas, goats, and even rocks in Tanzania. And that's why the prime minister of Tanzania threw out the WHO. Because they're full of shit. And when, when the numbers kept going up in March, they also were testing more. Instead of showing the actual number of infections per 100,000 residents, they showed the number of people that tested positive, which included false positives, which is absolute bullshit. And then you got the media pushing the mass hysteria. So see how all this stuff works together. I mean, America is huge. We're the third largest country in the world. Why not show the deaths per 100,000 people? I mean, they do that with crime stats in America. If you ever look up crime stats, you know, it, it, you'll, you'll hear like, um, you know, you'll, you'll see, you know, a neighborhood that per how, how many residents, you know, and that's, that's what they do. You know, they, they figure out how bad your area is, is by how many crimes per 100,000 people. Well, they could do the same thing with this, but they didn't. And you know why they didn't do that? It doesn't work for mass hysteria numbers, and it doesn't work for the fear. And this is, the test, is the linchpin of the whole pandemic. We are basing it on numbers from this test and the media driving the fear. And this drives the case numbers, which in turn gives excuses for lockdowns. This is the foundation of which the whole scam is pulled off, is a test that doesn't test for a virus. And increase the number of tests, and you increase the, the, the numbers, and the media spreads fear, and everything goes up and up, and, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what happened. Stanford professor Scott At Atlas said, There is no reason for comprehensive testing on the general public, and it should be done only where appropriate, namely in hospitals and nursing homes. That guy said it, and he was censored. I might add, with a test that actually works, they should be doing these tests. But that brings me to point number four, the lockdowns. All right, so political decisions were made in the absence of any evidence that justified them. Absolute fraud was and still is being perpetrated on the people for these, these lockdowns. Now, think about this. Sweden... Iceland, Japan, South Korea, and Belarus did not lock down, and they are no worse than the nations that did. And actually, they are better because their economies didn't suffer, livelihoods stayed intact, hope in the future stayed intact. So these people are fared much better than all the Western nations and all the, the rest of the world that decided to 
fiercely locked down. And still is. Suicide numbers are up 10% or higher in most locations. The Australian government estimates a rise in suicides of 50%, a number 10 times higher than the COVID deaths, which were really low in Australia, yet they went really strict. Like, like Nazi strict. Drug overdoses are up 10% or higher. People are trying to get high. They're trying to feel good about life, and they don't have anything else to do, so they're sitting at home getting high off terrible substances. Postponed surgeries killed many people. I mean, 30 million postponed surgeries worldwide in the first 12 weeks of the pandemic caused many deaths. Also, postponed cancer treatments. Not that I'm a real fan of what they do with it, but at least, um, you know, I guess it, for some people it works. I don't know. All right. But side sidetrack there. And then domestic violence against women and children increased because people are at home stuck together. People aren't meant to be in these little spaces all day that long. They're not used to it, and not everybody gets along. A lot of people have differences, and they need their own space. And unemployment increases risks in heart attacks, so we had a jump in heart attacks. Add that in with flawed numbers, and I guaranteed the deaths resulting from the lockdowns were a lot more than the actual virus. And the damage done was way worse than the actual virus. That's why you have to look at Sweden and all these other countries and see the condition of how the people are in versus the virus. If the lockdowns actually worked, wouldn't we be out of the clear a long time ago? Wouldn't it have been like, oh, okay, it worked, okay, let's go on with life. Didn't, it didn't work, did it? Wouldn't the numbers have gone way down? But they didn't. Yet we still do it. It's like, you know, the, the ingredients of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Did we save more people or did we kill more people? Well, I think, I think it's the last one, the latter one there. And high-risk people were not protected anymore in countries that locked down, too. And, this, and, and, and it is the death numbers from the lockdown worth saving those that were mostly on their way out anyway. I mean, these are people in nursing homes, and, um, you know, this, this is the last stretch of their life. Versus healthy people that lost their livelihood and offered themselves or OD'd, you know? I'm not trying to be unsympathetic toward the elder, elderly that passed last year. But the flu did the same thing in 2019, and it does every year. And think back years before. Nobody seemed to even pay attention to the elderly passing from the flu every year or any other thing that threatened their pre-existing conditions. You know, people were too busy with work and their selfish lives. They didn't care until the media told them to. See how that works? The lockdowns are doing massive psychological damage to the, the kids. I already know of one middle school suicide, you know, personally. Are we thinking of the future here? Are we thinking of the kids, the children? I mean, it's just, we're not thinking. We're going off fear, or, you know, the, the masses are. And for the first time in history, we quarantine the healthy. I mean, does that make sense to you? I mean, if you don't feel well... You refrain from seeing the elderly, especially if they have a condition. You don't go to grandma's house or the nursing home. And if you have a flu, you stay at home anyway. And that is how everything has been and did fine by itself for as many years as anybody can remember.
So either all of our leaders in the world are completely ignorant and totally incompetent, or there is more of an intention behind these draconian measures. I'm going to say the latter as we get into this information some more. All right, point number five, the contradictories. I mean, this is just... This has just been crazy. It's like common sense just went out the door. I mean, you know, it, common sense is not common. It maybe was at one time, but it's gone. It was gone before 2020, so it's really gone now. It's it's terrible. I mean, people make the stupidest decisions when in fear, and the goody goodies, the do gooders, are the people that enforce this kind of stuff without thinking. Uh, you, you know, you go into a store. You have to you have to enter through one doorway now and follow the arrows. Oh, don't go that way. Hey, you, you need to go back on, on the arrows. I was told that you know, and, and and as if the virus is going to only travel one way through the building. Oh yeah, it's just going to go this way, and we're going to stay in this line. I have to go inside a restaurant with a mask on and walk by people not wearing masks. So. How am I the dangerous one? I walk in there, and I'm the minority with a mask, and everybody else is not wearing a mask. Sure, someone can cough. You know that these, these particles can fly 20 feet. Not that I'm worried about the virus, because as I go on here, you know, and we've gone over the numbers, but just to say, you know, they're going to go with that. I know. and it, I, I mean, I can take a sip of water from my bottle in public, with my mask down and not get shameful looks, but if I have it down while walking, I get mean looks. And I've heard that in certain states, I think it's uh, Washington State and a few, Oregon, I think, um, you know, it's cold right now, right? So I've heard that um, a restaurant has to have outside seating under a tent in the cold. I mean, they got heat lamps and stuff because you can't eat inside the restaurant because the restaurant's closed, but you're still in a restaurant setting in a tent outside with the cold where you actually could get sick from it. Does that make any sense to you? No, none of this makes any sense. And in some places you could go jogging, but you cannot play tennis. Jogging good, tennis bad. In some places, kids have to wear masks while playing sports, such as cross country. I mean, think about all that running. Running with a mask will give you oxygen shortages, and it's not good. It's not doing your body good to deprive yourself of oxygen. It's insane. I mean, where's the common sense? None of it is common. This is, this is not sense. This is rule-following, do-gooders following the rules, causing more harm to society, and very poor management here. I mean, look at I see people wearing their masks alone in their car. Why? Who? Wh what? Your germs are in there. That's it. They're wearing their mask in their car. It's like they, they it's almost like they're a pacifier or something. They got to keep it on them. Their face diaper. I mean, these people have gone back to the, they have devolved, you know? They've gone back actually to babyhood almost to, in the level of, of, of thinking here. People had to be far apart here on the beaches in Hawaii. Even if you were from the same household, you had to be six foot from someone from your own household. You couldn't even hold hands on the beach with your lover. You had to be six feet apart. You could not be together. Does that make any sense? And then health. They're telling us that masks 
Social distancing and hand sanitizer is all that you need. That's all you ever see everywhere. Wash your hands, wear a mask, and hand sanitize. Why, why, why are we not hearing about vitamin C? Shouldn't vitamin C companies be raking it in right now? Vitamin D, the sun. Well, we need that. Zinc, magnesium, exercise. How about drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, staying away from sugar and nasty foods that decrease your immune system? You're not hearing that at all. No, because all these big fast food companies and everybody else that promotes junk food is also uh, friends with those that are putting these things out. They're not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. Um, they're 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 not gonna throw them under the bus. How about eating garlic and ginger? How about how about papayas? They have a lot of vitamin C. We're not getting that. We're not hearing about health. This is health has turned into sanitizing your hands and social distancing and wearing a mask. None of which do any good. Humans need contact. Masks. Well, I'll get into that. And social dis uh, or um, hand sanitizer removes also the good bacteria from your hands. But yeah, mask, you're breathing in your own carbon dioxide. Your body is trying to get rid of that, so that can't be good. I mean, let's see what the long-term damages of this is. Poor ventilation actually causes illness. You need deep breaths for your immune function. And those cotton masks have moisture retention. Even the, the WHO originally said that general wearing of masks didn't serve any purpose, and so did Fauci. Not to mention, nurses have told me that they have to get fitted for masks for them to be effective, and that's those particular N95 ones. And they, and, and they, they are not even effective anyway because viruses are microscopic and they come right through the mask. So, you know, what are we doing? Common sense went out the door completely. Which brings me to point number six, the vaccine. The vaccine. This is this is the solution to the problem that has been engineered and put in front of us. They want this concoction in us. One German governor said there can be no return to normality till we have a vaccine. Okay, where's the normality? We have a so-called vaccine, so let's. Where's the norm, normality? Well, as I mentioned earlier, back talking about the test, now lowering the amplification cycles. Possibly that will bring the numbers down, and they'll say it's the vaccine, but actually it's exactly just what they're doing is they're lowering the amplification cycle, so not as many, uh, you know, uh, cases. And, and so whatever, I mean, what about this slogan, my body, my choice? You know, that's regarding abortion. And whatever side of that issue you're on is irrelevant in this talk here. But it's your body and your choice with vaccine. I mean, if you don't own your body, who does? This is your body. Wait, you don't have to get that. You know, I know that a lot of people are required for their job, but I think you can deny it. Which many people are, thankfully. The problem is... In the, in the schooling of doctors, they are not told about vaccine damage to people because the medical field and schools are financed by Big Pharma, which is a bigger industry than oil, by the way. And we are exploding in the Western world with autism in, in the heavy vaccinated countries. Um, and, and always, I always say, look at the Amish communities who don't vaccinate. No autism cases. So how did it miss them? So how can I talk about this and I'm not a doctor? 
It's the same way I can talk about people getting fat eating fast food. You observe the direct correlation of obesity with what they put in their body. You know, I mean, all kinds of people that go to McDonald's for lunch or dinner, and which in turn creates a slew of health conditions, and they're, and they're not healthy. I can observe that, you know. I mean, it's simple. fast food employees are not schooled on the food being bad for you in the same way that doctors who are put through eight years of schooling are not told by the very same companies that own their schooling, and more on that soon, that their vac the vaccines cause damages. Congress made it impossible to sue vaccine companies, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the VAERS court is, is a joke. So, and as I've gone over, this is not a normal vaccine. It's, it's rushed to market that, that should have taken years, and who are medicals being carried out on, the, the medical trials? What, who are the participants that are taking the trials? You, the public. No preclinical testing as normally required, just you, the test subject for a virus with a 99% survival rate. Nobody has been informed of the potential dangers. And those, these, are, these are genetic experiments being carried out by a body of people that you can't talk to and you can't sue. Doesn't sound good. And it's not a normal vaccine. It's an RNA vaccine. It tampers with your DNA. It can rewrite the code. It, you know, you, you're messing with it. Whether it's temporary or permanent, I don't know. We don't know. You know, it's funny to think that the same yuppies that shop at Whole Foods and want organic produce and meat are the same fearful people that will line up for this vaccine. It's like they won't put that into their body, which is good, the, the you know, the synthetic foods, but they'll put that into their body without, without investigation. I just watched the original Jurassic Park recently, and uh, if th how they explain how they cloned the dinosaurs is they rewrote the DNA for the dinosaurs using the DNA of a frog. They give it to you in this little animated section if you remember the movie and you know it's a good movie in, in how many future things were being in, introduced in it and and everything but it's true it's similar to this 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 um this vaccine they're 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 giving you uh some type of dna you know rna that's gonna you know rewrite your dna the instructions for your dna uh now, this is from Dr. Katrina Rees of Germany. She wrote this about the vaccine. A great potential danger of DNA-based vaccines is the integration of plasmid DNA into the cell genome. Insertional mutagenesis occurs rarely but can become a realistic danger when the number of events is very large, i.e., as in mass vaccination of a population. If insertions occurs in cells of the reproductive system, the altered genetic information will be transmitted from mother to child. Other dangers of DNA vaccines are production of anti-DNA antibodies and autoimmune reactions. No gene-based vaccine has ever been approved for human use. Yeah, um, so insertional mutagenesis. In other words, mutations. And that means that these, these altered genes 
could be transmitted from mother to child. So that means that people that are thinking of having children uh, after this vaccine could very well have a deformed child, uh, something wrong with it, so many things that we don't even know. This is a gene-based vaccine, and we're people are being experimented on. Experimented on. I mean, many people have already died from them. I mean, I don't know how many. I maybe should have, you know, put together a number, but uh, many were old, sure. But we we care about people dying that are old of the flu, but we don't care about people dying that are old of the vaccine. So, so far I've heard of, of people getting uh, personal accounts, like people that have actually got it that I sort of know. I'm not really friends with anybody that actually gets it, but, you know, acquaintances. Uh, people are saying they're getting ringing in their ears, and they're feeling strange. And one person I heard of had got a rash on his arm, and there's been some, like, some temporary pulsating nerves and stuff. Well, you know, we'll see what all this does, because they a lot of these people haven't yet got their second dose. The 2010 swine flu vaccine ruined thousands of lives with autoimmune disease, and we don't hear anything about that. Do you remember the swine flu in 20, uh, 2009? And they, they got this, you know, they ramped up all these, uh, you know, vaccines. It was like a, uh, it was like a, it was like a, almost like the, up and coming. It was the pre-COVID, the days where they actually tried this on a smaller level. And anyway, they made this vaccine, and uh, it it did kill a lot of uh, quite a few people. Mostly, just gave people autoimmune disease. You know, what if we put a ticking number on the news of of, of vaccine deaths? I mean, why isn't the media doing that? Well, because they're in league with big pharma and. We don't even know the extent of it all. And I did a whole episode, 153, uh, on this, which is called Block the Jab, Give an Uppercut. And I did that because of censorship. I couldn't just straightly, straight put it out on the title. I've been trying to be a little bit sly, you know. But, yeah, Block the Jab, Give an Uppercut, Fight Back. Point, point number seven is Big Pharma. Okay, so Big Pharma. Every big company in big pharma company has a mortality list, you know, the big ones. And would you trust any company with a death list? I mean, if someone with a murder record came to you while you were, let's say, stranded in the desert with your kids, would, would you let him watch your kids while you, while you hitched a ride to town to get a tow truck? Would you give a murderer your trust and money, you know? So the number three cause of death in America is the American medical industry, Big Pharma. And maybe we should be social distancing from them. I mean, it's like auto accidents, cancer, and then death by the American medical industry. So why would you put your trust in these big entities if they're the third biggest contributor of deaths? I mean, sure. I know that they have. There's a place for this stuff, and they there is, and there is good things that come from the American or the med Western medicine in general that that saves lives. 
so it's not totally bad. And I'll get into that. But, you know, more specifically, look at the infant mortality rates in the world. Why is America and the UK and Canada so high? Isn't the, the first world supposed to be the greatest and healthiest place to live in the world? Because I, I would say a contributor is because they have around 24 average kids. I mean, you know, people that don't think twice are give their, their baby 24 vaccinations by the time the baby is two. I mean, what happened to the immune system? It, it didn't form on its own and it got all screwed up. And, you know, we should be the healthiest people in the world, but we're all sick. And you can't blame unhealthy immune systems on that alone. You know, you, there's other contributors, obviously. There's, you know, tons of things that hurt our, our health. But I know that that doesn't help. But you can obviously see that the controllers of our health feel that they must tamper with our natural immune systems. We do, to get a real grasp on Big Pharma, we, gotta, we have to go back into history when the, when the Rockefellers took hold of health and made it a history. Uh, so, so, or a... Or a made it a, uh, an industry. So, so there's multi-layers to this that go back deep. But in short, just real simple, around 1900, scientists discovered petrochemicals and the ability to create all kinds of chemicals from oil. The Rockefellers owned the oil business, so they decided to get into uh, petrochemicals. At the time, natural herbal medicines were very popular in America, and almost half the doctors and medical colleges in the U.S. were practicing holistic medicine using knowledge from Europe and Native Americans and other Native peoples. And to help with the transition and change the minds of other doctors and scientists, Rockefellers gave more than $100 million to colleges, hospitals, and founded philanthropic front, a, front, a philanthropic front group called General Education Board, GEB. Medical colleges were all streamlined and homogenized into this mode, and that's why doctors don't take, take nutrition courses, because they are um, brought through this way of training. You know, they take like very little nutrition courses. And then scientists received huge grants to study how plants cure diseases, but their goal was to first identify which chemicals in the plant were effective, and then recreate a similar chemical, but not identical, in the lab that would be patented. So, at the same time, natural and homeopathy cures were demonized, and some doctors were even jailed. So, the Rockefellers created an industry that keeps people in the middle uh, between an actual cure and sickness. They can't show their full evil, or we would have ditched this a long time ago. Uh, but it's 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 never the cure, but the the things that alleviate symptoms. The money's not in the cure. They want repeat customers to keep taking their pills, so that's what our sick medical industry is based on. That is the foundation to keep people not fully well. There's no money in death. Or the cure, but you got, but you right in between, forever kind of sick, just not completely healed, and that's where they want you to keep taking their pills. Western medicine is good in emergency situations, I mean, surgeries, etc. But nothing, nothing, 
notice that there's never a cure for so many things. You know, there's never the cure for cancer, asthma, allergies, autism, uh, AIDS, and, you know, all these things. And just to know the American Cancer Society was founded by none other than the Rockefellers in 1913. So there you go. That is that is big pharma. That is that is who how it all started, and that's the medical system that we're under and believing and and going with during this whole time. Big pharma is not your friend, and the medical industry is not your friend. It it is just it is it is just that it's to, it's to it's an industry to make money, not cures. Point number eight, innovation and science. We're being brought into a quick-moving river of totalitarianism, fascism, all based on this virus. The worst thing is, people are so naive, they don't even know it's fascism in their face. They don't seem to recognize these signs. They don't see the signs. But, but, it's, but it's because of the virus. It's always something that brings people into tyranny. They don't just go there. It's there's always an excuse, you know. This day and age is the virus. I mean, do you really think that the people that were under uh, tyranny in past history were really that much stupider than we are than today's people? And I'll keep saying it. People are tricked in thinking that because we live in a more modern and technologically advanced age that we must also be smarter than yesterday's people. Oh, we, we have the internet now. We're smart. Because of the media, we haven't even gotten over racism. All right? So truly, we are not this great civilization. Far from it. Here's a little meme of innovation. I know this is a little bit off topic, but just to think here. Banks don't like Bitcoin. Taxis don't like Uber. Hotels don't like Airbnb. Bookstores don't like Amazon. Cinemas don't like Netflix. Musicians don't like iTunes. 9to5s don't like remote work. Innovation is not always liked. And nor is wisdom always the same as intellect, and that's the, the path that we've been going for a long time without wisdom. Smarter also does not always mean better either, you know? The, the world that we've been, we've been going into is not better or smarter. The, the education system has people tricked into thinking that we've built on the shoulders of great people and are continuing that great work. But in reality, those great people good or evil, were often people that thought outside the norm. Those are the people we remember in history, too. I mean, the people, not the, those people that just followed the norm. These are people that stood out. And the edu education system does nothing of the sort but just follow the norm. That's all they do. I mean, look, Galileo spent the rest of his, his, his uh, life under house arrest for his science until... 350 years later, when he was officially vindicated for his findings. So when you hear, trust the science, it doesn't add up with the pandemic. And, and you, you, wanna, you want to take an experimental vaccine, and you look at the background of what our medical industry is based off of, why would you continue to trust the science? Do you believe that these people care and are out for your best entrance at this point? Do you, do you think that? 
and more on actual them, these people, in a little bit, but people trusted the science when they heard asbestos was a safe product. People trusted their doctors when they prescribed cigarettes to them. When people took the 1976 swine flu vaccine, they trusted their doctors and got diseases like Guillain-Barre. People say, oh, but that was, that was back then. We, we're smarter now. Really? There, there are just as many blatant truths about today's world as there was in those days. I mean, for example, look at your cell phone. You carry it around wherever you go. I mean, how much cancer has come from these devices and their radiation? I mean, I've done whole shows about this. Cancer is not instantly forming. It's not instantaneous. It's incremental. It's gradual. I mean, read your cell phone manual. It says to keep it inches away from your head. And so you wouldn't know the fallout from these things because telecommunications is also one of the biggest industries in the world, just like Big Pharma. So you're not going to get the leaks on that. Trusting science is not what people should do. That's, and that's not me saying that. Who says that? Einstein. I mean, if you want to think about science, that is one of the first people that comes to mind. What did he say? He said the most important thing is to never stop questioning. <clears throat> A fundamental tenet of science is to doubt everything and have debates. But where is the debates? There isn't any. Science is ever-changing ideas that are hypothesized, tested, uh, and followed by challenges, and then they overturn earlier findings and realize, well, maybe that wasn't so, you, 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 you know, you've, you've seen it in, in history. That wasn't so good, and, you know, that's going to happen with things of today. Anti-science is only going with one narrative without showing easily debatable proofs, and that's what's happening. So maybe they should change the slogan to trust the science, to or from trust the science, to trust the anti-science. Because that's what's happening here. This is not science. Point number nine, censorship. Okay, so I, science is supposed to, to have debates, but there were no debates. And only one narrative was allowed. Thousands of scientists, doctors, epidemiologists, and Nobel Prize winners were censored after COVID started. And anyone speaking against the lockdowns was censored. Any other thing, cut off, censored. No, can't say that, bad. You know, fine, if you want to censor me because I'm not qualified to speak like a doctor or a scientist, even though I think I have the right and I think I have enough information, that's why I do the show, but censor well-studied and well-respected names and people in society? Yes, these tech giants are in bed with Big Pharma, guaranteed, and the military-industrial complex, or more specifically, intelligence agencies, roundtable think tanks, and, you know, big elite players. But censorship is just cutting off other voices. It's not allowing people to get information like this. I mean, censorship to, to only one narrative says what? What is that saying to you? They are afraid of people tearing down their version of reality with strong cases against it that actually make sense. Because this stuff, if it were publicly debated, would lose. And none of it has been publicly debated. And I'll tell you why people are speaking up. I mean, people are speaking up against this for a number of reasons. Mass hysteria from the media, which I've gone over. I mean, censorship from freedom of expression. Right there is bad. Contradictory, nonsensical polit political decisions. Just the wrong, just, you know, no, no uh, 
just nonsense, just complete, no, not backed on facts or anything. Uh, restrictions of your fundamental rights. That's a reason to speak up. Enforce conformity to one narrative. Shaming of any other voice but one. Dangerous human experiments. They are afraid of being exposed. Why? Because people have viable arguments that hold up and they won't even have a debate. No, you could not debate these things. So what, what part of all that doesn't spell dictatorship, by the way? Listen to all that. Mass hysteria from media. Censorship from, of freedom of expression. Contradictory nonsensical political decisions. Restrictions of your fundamental rights. Enforced conformity to one narrative. Shaming of any other voice but one. Dangerous human experiments. And I could go on and on. What part of all that doesn't spell dictatorship to you? It's exactly like every other one. And that brings us to part, point number 10, the schemers, the people who are running this. Who's running this? Who are the experts that we are looking up to? Well, let's see here. Let's start with the WHO, the, the World Health Organization. The WHO is a global organization that was busted for putting sterilants in the vaccines in Kenya and other places in Africa. So first of all, they've admitted to that. It's not some conspiracy theory. Sure, you're going to have to dig for it in today's crazy internet, but it's there. The head of the WHO, uh, Tedros, is a criminal. He supports violent rebels in Ethiopia. The WHO originated out of the United Nations after World War II when many large bodies were formed, like the IMF and the World Bank. All of these large bodies have no government governance of their own because they are global entities. They all have bad track records. So you want to trust an organization that purposely sterilized a civilization because they feel that they should not populate? And you want to take the vaccine that's being pushed by people like that? You know, where's your common sense here? Fauci, okay? A known and proven liar. Um, who chose him to be this expert? Did you? Did you? Did you vote for Fauci to be up there because he's so qualified? I mean, he's being investigated for covering tainted vaccines, swiping scientific research from other people, and he gives lucrative grants to evil people. So you trust this guy? I mean, shouldn't we have someone that is top of their class for doing good? I mean, shouldn't we have someone like that um, and not a dirty track record? How come all these people that are, are, are these quote-unquote experts have dirty pasts? Hmm. The Bill Gates Foundation. Bill Gates, I mean, his name's all over everything. He's openly a eugenicist. If you don't know what a eugenicist is, is someone who believes that in population control that some people should live, some people should die, and they choose, you know. And his father was an open eugenicist, Bill Gates Sr. And you want to know why he has so much power? Bill Gates got his to, if you go to his website, go to his website and look up grantees. Look at how much money he gave to the WHO last year. Incredible amounts. And why is Bill Gates so concerned with public health anyway? Isn't he a software inventor? Why would he be involved in this? Would you trust someone pushing a vaccine that thinks that the world is overpopulated and thinks many need to go and it's certainly not going to be his kind? 
He also owns the MS and MSNBC Microsoft. So he has a pull in the media because he donates money to them. Follow where the money goes. I mean, so there, there's, I mean, if you really want to look at like just a great little uh, showcase of who's all behind this, at least in, in, in uh, public display, there, there's a picture of, it's from the 80s, it's a picture of Anthony Fauci in a group with Bill Gates Sr., Ted Turner, who's a known eugenicist, George Soros, is a known criminal and eugenicist, David Rockefeller, and Richard D. Parsons, who, if you don't know, that is, is, is a board uh, chair of the Rockefeller Foundation, and was the former chairman and CEO of Time Warner, so there you link to the media, all of them in this photo believe in eugenics, and there's some ladies in there I, I didn't really uh, get to know, but they're all like, of you know, elite status. These are people that believe in eugenics, all in one place. They all hate humanity, and they are all tied together, and they are all running things from behind the scenes. These are the people running this from the surface level, they're, they're, and, and we're trusting them. Or, I'm not, but people are. I mean, so you must investigate Event 201. Event 201 happened in October of 2019, the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, and the um, World Economic Forum and the John Hopkins University did a dry run, basically, of the coronavirus outbreak. Just happened to do it right then. And if you read and you watch their videos, they're boring, yes, but it, everything plays out exactly as it's playing out right now. And all three of these people have the, all three of those groups have the, the solutions to these problems. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation vaccines. The, the World Economic Forum, I'll get into in just a minute, has the Great Reset. And then who's taken all the numbers down for all this? The Johns Hopkins University, funded by the Rockefeller Institution and, you know, Big Pharma and all that. So, you know, these, these people did this simulation back in October of 2019. If you've never checked that out. The World Economic Forum has a readily available world that they created a long time ago for this particular situation, the Great Set and the Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. All of these are the same goals as the United Nations Agenda 2030, Agenda 21, which is not about 2021, it's about the 21st century. Um, you'll hear Build Back Together or Build Back Better and the Green New Deal. All these things are connected as a world plan. And they sell it as a great thing, you know. They're not going to sell it as this evil thing, or they're going to be attacked. They sell it as this, like, oh, this, this, this nice uh, future that's bright and it's a good change on the earth, and we're helping the environment. But really, it's it's a world of super surveillance and no freedom, and uh, you won't own anything. That's what the Great Reset says. So, is that what you want? Is that what you want? So, if you want you listening. Newcomer, you can stop right here. If you want to stay on the ride, let's take this deeper. Okay, so here it is. I mean, where all this leads to is this. This is the new world order. They've been talking about this for years. This is the agenda that, yes, the conspiracy theorists have been talking about for a long time, but it didn't come out of thin air and they didn't make it up. You know, the conspiracy theorists 
let's let me rephrase that. The conspiracy analyzers and researchers were right by researching these conspiracies which are true. This is the why things never add up in life regarding equality and justice. This is the why that um, all of the the things that may not make sense on the surface glue together behind the scenes. I mean, if you're an American, you have been being ruled by secret societies your entire life. And and you, you don't think you've been being ruled by secret societies. You might think, well, no, I'm not, I'm just, uh, you know, I just live my life. It's all behind the scenes, media, everything. I mean, turn over your dollar bill. That's a very good example. Do you think that all of that symbolism is just there and we are a sovereign nation and th those things are just there for looks? Bankers in London and Europe own your money. They work through these secret societies. They own you. Look at what they think of you. Look, look at the pyramid on the back. You are the bricks in the 13 layers of the pyramid. They're... they're uh, of their Masonic, it's a Masonic importance, and um, there's 13 layers, there's 72 stones in the pyramid. You are in that. So am I. We are the we are the bottom layer. The all-seeing eye is them, not touching the pyramid. They don't think of us, the, of them like us. That's them, the capstone. You are the bricks underneath. You are not one of them, and you never will be. So, and it says above it. Anuit coeptus in Latin, which means our enterprise or project is now a success. What project do you think that is? Well, it tells you on the bottom, novus ordo seclorum. Novus, novus means new, just like the 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 no the novice was it the novice coronavirus? The no, novel, novel, right? Well, it's, it's novus, similar, similar word. Ordo means order, so new order, seclorum, secular, which means of or relating to the worldly, secular. So the new order of the world. It's been a plan. It's been telling you the whole time. And, you know, you don't believe you're being ruled by secret societies. Look at the eagle. You have 32 feathers on one side and 33 on the other. That's representing the Freemason, 32nd and 33rd degree worshipful masters. And you might not take that serious, but the ones on the top do. They take it serious enough to put 13 stars in a configuration. It makes up the Star of David, but really it, it's more symbolic. It's the Star of Saturn representing the Saturn cult. And 13 comes up so much because it's uh, an important occult number. 13 arrows, 13 leaves and berries, 13 bars and stripes in the shield. And then the nine tail feathers of the eagle representing the Knights Templars who are... The bankers, the Knights Templars, were founded by nine men. Nine men rebuilt the new order in the Vatican. And you are being ruled by secret societies in allegiance to this new world order. And that's why your governors and premiers are acting in league with this. It, it's all part of the plan. Whether they actually know it, the whole thing or not, they're part of it. They serve the agenda, not you. And if you don't think that these people are serious... I'll read you some of their quotes. Here, perfect one for this. If you tell a lie big enough, if you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. It will be believed. Adolf Hitler. You know? Here's the big lie, and we're being told it frequently enough, we believe it. No one will enter the New World Order unless he or she will make a pledge to worship Lucifer. 
No one will enter the new age unless he will take a Luciferian initiation. David Spangler, director of Planetary Initiative, United Nations. Hey, I didn't see that. He did. I don't worship Lucifer. They do. We are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis and the nations will accept the New World Order. David Rockefeller. Here we have the right major crisis. And we are accepting this thing coming right at us because it's bankrupting. These lockdowns are bankrupting the society that we know of. And they're going to come in with their own thing. That's the plan. And the Great Reset is all what it's all about. Okay, The world can therefore seize the opportunity to fulfill the long-held promise of a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. David Rockefeller. Where is that David Rockefeller? Or Henry Kissinger? I must have cut that off. Somebody said it, and I didn't say it. Okay, all right. And one more, just to top it off here. Today, America would be outraged if UN troops enter Los Angeles to restore order, referring to the 1991 LA riot. Tomorrow, they will be grateful. This is especially true if they were told that there was an outside threat from beyond, whether real or promulgated, that threatened our very existence, it is then that all peoples of the world will plead to deliver them from this evil. The one thing every man fears is the unknown, the virus. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to them by the world government. Henry Kissinger, May 21st, 1992. It's what these people believed. And these people have been behind it, these families, the whole time, and their plans are coming to fruition, and we're doing nothing. And I can keep going. There are endless quotes from these people that I've read on many shows. You can't make this shit up. So, solutions. Solutions are important. Where's the pushback? You know, I, I'm trying to re I, I'm trying to really, like, go inward lately and... Uh, you know, kind of figure out what attitude to have in the world right now. And, well, it can't be soft. So I'm trying to resurrect the punk rock attitude from the early 1980s or the gangster uh, of the early 90s or the 80s bully like Johnny from Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, yet integrated with a more conscious vibe. You want to have that rough edge these days. You're going to have to have it. We need to have that backing of teeth behind our words. You need to be able to stare someone down that's trying to tell you to be a do-getter and follow these rules and just be like, what? You know? So we need to give it back, and it needs to be given back hard. The Those personalities I mentioned, those those kind of archetypes, are part of my upbringing. And maybe some of you are too young to really know those archetypes. But these were people that had no fear and were scary because they talked with boom in their voice. And look how that has been taken out of society. Look at how they've, they try to push down the masculine man. They try to dole down the warrior. But these people that are battling you with this shaming of not wearing masks and being counter-narrative need to get the fire back right at them. And look, um, I mean, they need to be, like, shooken back into where they 
where they need to go. I mean, look at the Maori warrior of New Zealand. Eyes popping out, doing the haka, ready for battling. <sighs> you know? Uh, these people need to get a dose of that kind of put-back-in-your-place fear. And look at these assholes that are trying to enforce their draconian laws on you. I mean, look at these people. Really, really look at them. Remember that picture I talked about with all those eugenicists? I mean, just for a fun little thought. I mean, you could run in that room and just cause terror. I mean, Bill Gates Sr., you could give him a heart attack with a false crack, you know, you know, not really get him, but, you know, you could. And if his son Bill was there, you could smash his fragile face in with a headbutt. You could just bam! You know, you could punt Fauci across the room like a football. He's a midget of a man. He'd just punch him. He'd be gone, you know? You could choke out George Soros. He wouldn't live. I mean, smash your fist through David Rockefeller's face. He's dead anyway, but, you know, it would have gone right through. You could body slam Ted Turner. He'd be out of there. I mean, look at, you know, you could go in there crazy like in a martial arts movie. Bruce Lee just, you know? Look at all these old, frail pedophiles like Prince Philip. You could literally put your fist right through his face. You could just hear all of his bones crunching, you know? Imagine if the Hawaiians... The big Hawaiians on the island of Kauai hopped over Mark Zuckerberg's fence in mass and chased him completely to the airport, off the island, into his, in his private jet. Imagine the fear on that little fucker's face, you know? I mean, what are we worried about? We could send these people a message they'll never forget. And, and these are, are, are the people that are causing our lives to be the way that they are. They, they may not be the top of the pyramid, but if you're in the military or the police and you're listening to this and you are trying to protect these sick individuals, you are just as expendable as any of us. They don't give a shit about you. And as much as that, that, that little scenario is fun, I mean, that's not really what we got to do. But just to say that they're freaked out of humanity. I mean, these people are not scary. We are scary in mass. The way we stop this mess is mass compliance. That is the only way uh, billions versus the billionaires can, are going to get this job done. Good versus evil. And we got to, you know, really show people that we don't want this. And if we can show the world that we don't want this, it will go away. And understand the lies that have been given to you. Maybe this will go away on its own. Maybe they're going to start you know, easing this off since they didn't obviously want Trump in there. And now, you know, I don't like to take this political, but, you know, like, you know, maybe maybe they got what they needed now. So let's just say it starts easing off. You don't want to believe a single thing from these people in the future. If they, if you can look at this track record of lies that have been shown to you in the past year, then going forward, you really need to... Uh, you know, carry this with you that you could never trust these people again in your life. They're going to get their karma one way or another. You know, uh, these are evil people that are trying to steal your life. And we, you can't have that. So chant it down. Be a warrior, not a warrior. And I mean that. Uh, this is just a talk. Simple. Give it to your, your, your friends that don't know a lot about this and to help people out, you know, uh, you may know all this information, but they don't. And that's where the real fight is. But, um, yeah, until next time, be a warrior, not a warrior.